Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BCAC One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And I'll tell you, Mardi Gras is about to break out. Talk here. about my thing. To the 20. Guys, touchdown. Who that? This is the Chris Gordy Show. Hour number two underway here on the Sports uh, Chris Gordy Show, Sports Twelve Eighty New Orleans. We've had a fun show so far. Less miles in the first hour. I wish we could just do the whole show less miles, just talking. <laughs> I have so much stuff I want to talk to him about. It's like, less I know I was going to come in and record it with you, and I woke up a little late this morning, so I didn't make it in time, and. Um, because it was right before the show. Yeah. Way and to wait to wait to wait to let the audience in on what happened there. Sorry, Les was available 20, at seven thirty this yeah. morning, and and Gordy was like, so "Hey, we literally we, do it we recorded thirty minutes before the show." <laughs> yeah, but I missed it. I had to. I had to. You know, you're ruining the magic late. of radio, Michael. I yeah. could care less about the magic of radio. I'm too real for radio. <laughs> But, but I, was, I just want to ask Les, like, what are you watching on Netflix? Uh, oh, I'm watching this uh, Stranger Things. All right, really good. Bug his people, see if we can get him again. For because I have like just the most random questions I want to ask him. I legit want to ask him how he feels about go kart racing. <laughs> like, I just feel like you'd get a good answer out of him on that one. Well, he said he wants to come on the show more, so that's great. Yeah, man. yeah. I think his answer to that would be safety is the number one key. You have to. Uh... You go to those indoor treks and you put on the fire suit and the helmet. <laughs> and, and I'm really, really sad when I come in second, when I play second. <laughs> yeah. Key is to maintain the lead. I don't know why. That just popped in my head. I was like, Les would probably have a great answer to some go-kart questions. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe if I also, I mean, I would love to ask him if he's ever been paintballing. Like maybe he's gone paintballing <laughs> with a recruit at one point. I feel like he's probably got some stories in that one. Probably. Uh, yep. It doesn't feel like there's any topic that he does would not have a story oh, on. No, I mean, even he tied into something. Um, let's get into some college football talk. There's a, a bunch of good games going on this weekend. Some crappy games on tonight. Remember, we you know recent weeks we've had some good Friday night games. Have we? I don't watch football on Friday night. Yeah, Washington, Stanford upset Washington That's last right. week, and there's been some good ones tonight at seven o'clock on the CBS Sports Network. You get five and five Middle Tennessee at five and five Western Kentucky. Something's got to give. I'll just be starting my evening to uh, take off what's her face's uh, Wonder Woman costume at that point. At eight thirty on ESPN two, you've got UNLV at New Mexico. It's a four and six team versus a three and seven team. At that point, it'll be round two. Good lord! So those are your two games tonight. So not really watching any college football tonight. Uh, then tomorrow you've got God. I mean, there's 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 a bunch of crap fest games in the SEC at 11 a.m. tomorrow. You could pick between Mercer at Alabama or Louisiana Monroe at Auburn. Oh, good God! <laughs> those are your two early SEC games. Now I know the- what I'm going to do. I'm going to get them drink bleach. Now, around the country, you got some decent. Now, look, Virginia, Virginia's been a surprising team this year. They're six and four. Is uh, is Brocko Mendenhall the coach there now? I can't keep up. It was Mike London. 
and I think it's Brocko Mendenhall, right? I guess. I got I got to verify that. Yeah, Brocko Mendenhall, head coach of Virginia Cavaliers. He was the BYU coach forever, right? Yeah. Uh, so Virginia's a little bit surprising. They've they've had a nice. Uh, they they were having a nice season, and then they dropped three out of the last four. But they're six and four in the year. They're third in the ACC, so they're a pretty competitive team. They're playing at Miami tomorrow morning at eleven. So if if the Hurricanes, you know, if they're feeling themselves pretty well after that beatdown of Notre Dame last week, and, I'm sure a team for Virginia will handle the heat and humidity and of, in, and of early, Miami real well in it's, November. It's eighty degrees. It won't be that hot, but it's you know. I don't know. Maybe Virginia can catch them napping. Maybe that's that's a good game. But Miami's minus nineteen in that one. Jesus, I might t- I might take Virginia plus the nineteen in that one. But the one on uh, Fox, eleven a.m. tomorrow morning, twenty-four Michigan at number five Wisconsin. This, I'm telling you right now, Wisconsin better be ready to play because. Well, here's the qu- does does Michigan have enough offense? Like that's the real question. Yeah. That, that's true. I don't know if they do. Wisconsin's Wisconsin's defense has been pretty good this year, but. This just feels like one of those games. It feels like this this will ruin Wisconsin season. Oh well, yeah, if they because they haven't it, played any. I mean, they've they've played Indiana and Illinois and Maryland and Purdue and Nebraska. And I mean, like they've played a bunch of nobodies. They haven't. They before the Iowa win this past week, they hadn't faced the ranked team all year. Now look, that was an impressive beatdown of Iowa, but it just feels to me like this is a spot where Michigan can. Well, and if can they really do lose, some damage. Uh, who's Somebody else can get in ahead of them. You said your concern your concern was Michigan's offense. The past three weeks, thirty five points, thirty three points, thirty five points. So against two. Rutgers, Minnesota, and Maryland. There you go. But <laughs> hey, I don't know. I, I'm I'm convincing myself on this one. I, I think a, Wisconsin's a seven and a half point favorite. But if you're gonna bet it, I I, I would take Michigan straight up. Seven and a half yeah, I mean you gotta be mm. I don't like that line. That'd be a game I'm staying away from. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Another 11 a.m. game. This is on Fox Sports 1. Number 12, TCU is at Texas Tech. Yeah, that's going to be an ugly one. TCU's six, only a six-and-a-half point favorite. Texas Tech is not good, man. They duped Miro in the season. They were actually – you'd watch them play. They played everybody tight. They played everybody close, and they started off like 5-0, and oh, and then they – Another 5-5. Five and five. <laughs> Yeah. Or, no, they started off 4-0 and oh, and then got it to 5-1 and one at one point. They almost beat Oklahoma State. They played really – they played a really good game against Oklahoma State. It was they, – they got key stops when they needed to, and they played good offense, and they just lost it at the end because they didn't – they have a terrible – I mean, one of the worst red zone offenses I've seen in the country, period. Well, they snapped their four-game losing streak with the – the the re- when you need a remedy when you're feeling ill take Kansas. a take a Baylor pill oh it's Baylor yeah, that's right up. yeah Baylor's only got Baylor's got one win I can't remember who it is Kansas oh yeah it's Kansas. Kansas it's Kansas uh, everybody beats Kansas but they beat up they beat up on Baylor but now they got TCU Texas to finish off their season and uh, the the Longhorns are looking to finish up if, the, if if Texas can win these last two they'll become bowl eligible and Tom Herman will be going bowling in his first year at, at uh, UT but. Uh, I don't know. Over under on TCU Texas Tech is fifty five. I feel like TCU could hit fifty five in this one. I feel like that's probably the case. Um, look, at, bet, look at the totals. I, I this. Look at What's, the point totals. Te- uh, Texas Tech has been well, scoring in the forties and fifties all year. I bet. Oh, well, last I, t- I bet the uh, over on their their win against. Ow! I just spilt hot coffee all over my leg. <sighs> Come on, suck it up. Jesus, that burns. <laughs> oh! You want me to take it from here? No, I was just saying, I bet on the Texas Tech over last week, and that really bleeped me in the you-know-what. Yeah. God, that really hurts. 
Uh, 15 UCF, they're still undefeated. They're at Temple, so they should no issues there. They should continue to roll. UCF with a win there will be 10-0. Scott Frost, uh, it's setting up, man. That game is going to be hella good next week, UCF, South Florida. Um, Hang on, I'm drying off. You're good? Yeah, okay. I'm, good. I'm good. I'm alive. So that game, uh, November 24th, UCF and, and Florida, uh, South Florida is going to be really, really good. I'm not going to watch it. Of course, South Florida had their one slip up a couple weeks ago against Houston. They lost that one 28-24, but UCF still undefeated. USF looking for a really good bowl game. Um, that'll be a good one. Uh, the 11 a.m. SEC matchup. This is the CBS 11 a.m. game. Mississippi State is at Arkansas. That line is at 13, and I'd, I'd take Mississippi State minus whatever you give me. Because look, that, good lord, I'm gonna go find that right now and put a bunch of money on it. Minus third, Arkansas is terrible. I know. I just watched them the other day. Arkansas is terrible, and Mississippi State just nearly beat Alabama. Now look, the Bama hangover is real. A lot of times, teams come out of that and they they don't feel. Where's the game at? It's in Fayetteville. Hmm, Thirteen point. And, and it's, okay, and it's mind. 11, I, might, I might stay away. And it's an eleven a.m. game. I tell you, the game I'm hard on tonight: Pistons, Pacers. Pistons, you, Pistons the, plus you're one. You're the only person I know that bets NBA. Uh, I'm telling you this. I have been cleaning up this What's week. What's the line? Pistons or uh, yeah, Pacers minus one at home. And you're taking Pacers? I'm taking the Pistons. Uh, okay. Pacers minus one at home, I should say. So you're, you're betting on the Pacers to win? I'm betting on the Pistons plus the one. Okay. Yeah. Why the hell are the Pistons? The Pistons are really good this year. I don't know. That's why I saw that line. I'm like, they're a one-point dog. Fire! Somebody knows something. No, nah, I don't think so. Um, let's just run through a couple of the other games this week. Do you want to actually? Do you want to go on record and make some picks here? Sure, why not? I got nothing better else to nothing. Nothing else. Texas. Like Texas is at West Virginia. West Virginia minus three. I'm gonna hope that Texas can win this one and, and get. I eligible. like West Virginia minus the points there. It feels that way, right? Yep. Because if one thing, their offense has been consistent with the uh, the quarterback, Will Greer. Texas has played some good defense, but uh, at but Morgantown is tough. Yeah, they can't they can't keep up with them. Uh, I think that West Virginia covers. Good God, are there some bad games. Like, the top teams are playing nobody. Like, Cle- if there was ever a Cle- weekend to Clemson, take off from doing anything sports-wise, it's this one. Clemson's hosting the Citadel. My God. What are you doing? Who scheduled these games this well, late? Well, it's year? before it's this it's the you know it, it's the warm up right before the big rivalry, rivalry games, weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Any other games? Oklahoma's at Kansas. That line is Oklahoma's. <laughs> Oklahoma's <laughs> minus thirty seven. I've told you that story before. That is literally the exact same line that I got screwed on with Oklahoma against Kansas like five years ago. Really? I'm in Vegas. <laughs> I do the three team parlay. I put down a hundred dollars, and it's going to pay out like a thousand dollars if I win. It was uh, Oklahoma State minus seven and a half against Texas. They covered early in the day, and then it was Texas Tech and Kansas the first half over on the total, and it hit. And then the last one, which is the latest game of all of them that day, Kansas or uh, Oklahoma at Kansas minus thirty-seven. I'm not kidding. They won by thirty-six. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Wow. Because they missed a stupid 
extra point in the game. I wanted to go find Bob Stoops and his silly kicker <laughs> and strangle them. How about a couple of uh, bounce-back games this week? These are both 2.30 games, one on CBS, one on NBC. Kentucky at Georgia and Navy at Notre Dame. Two teams coming off tough loss. I mean, beat-down losses a week ago. Georgia at the hands of Auburn and Notre Dame at the hands of Miami. Uh, do either of them have a hangover effect, being heavy double-digit favorites now this week? I don't think they have a hangover effect from the standpoint of losing. But maybe from from not covering, sure. Yeah, Kentucky is a twenty one and a half point underdog at Georgia. Man, Kentucky's not Kentucky's seven and three. Like they're not terrible. Yeah, I, I'm actually might, th- over three touchdowns. I might throw a few bucks on that. That one. might be worth. That might be worth putting some money on there. Uh, then Navy is an eighteen point underdog at Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame bounces back and they and they run 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 away with this one. But Georgia's the one I think the hangover effect could be on. Definitely a possibility for them for Georgia. Uh, Illinois is bad. Illinois two and eight. They're zero and seven in the Big Ten. And Lovey Smith hires. Why really the hell Lovey Smith is there? It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest coaching move ever. But they are forty-one point underdogs at Ohio State. Forty-one. That's a lot of points. Forty-one. <laughs> I have never seen a. I have. I don't think I've honestly ever seen a line that big. It's, That's incredible. It's got to feel like you get up five touchdowns, you put it in cruise control, right? You like, put your backups in, you pull JT Barrett. There like, is no way anybody could put money on that, right? Like, I mean, if you do, you obviously have to put it on Illinois plus forty-one. That's what I would. That's what I would do, man. You start off the game plus forty-one. Something I gotta find that. I'm, 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 I'm gonna throw like literally two dollars on it just to see what happens. That one feels pretty good. Uh, Syracuse four and six at six and four Louisville. Louisville, a 13-point favorite. We know Syracuse has given a lot of people fits, but I just read the other day their quarterback's been banged up and questionable for this weekend. That's probably one that Lamar Jackson and Louisville run away with. Yeah, probably by a lot. Uh, any other ones of interest? You got Nebraska at Penn State. Meh. Nope, don't care. Maryland at Michigan State. Meh. Purdue, Iowa. Good God. Ooh, Purdue, Iowa. Yeah. How about this one? I'm actually gonna, like a Boilermaker and a Hawkeye getting together this, in the middle of November. This one is at three o'clock on SEC Network, and I want to watch this one. Seven and three UAB at three and six Florida. Oh dear God. Florida is a ten and a half point favorite. The UAB program just got football back. Yeah, was and that? they're seven and three and having a nice season. They got a chance to go in and beat an SEC team in their house. That'd be awesome. I mean, Florida is bad. The question is, can Louisville, I mean, can UAB score? That's going to be the question. Their quarterback's got 13 touchdowns on the year. Hmm. That's good. I, I might I'm, have to go throw I'm some just money gonna, on that, too. I'm going to watch it. I, it. It intrigues me. Of all, yeah, of all the games. But like, that'll I'm be, having... that's, I don't care where, I don't care who Florida's coach is. I don't care what state, the state of the program is. They cannot lose to UAB at home. Well, we said the same thing about LSU losing to Troy Gordy, so it's possible. Believe it. Uh, also at 3 o'clock are uh, Tulane Green Wave hosting University of Houston Cougars. Houston, uh, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite coming into Yulman. Yeah, I like Tulane to probably cover that number. Maybe not win, but at least play a close competitive yeah, game, right? Definitely cover that. I don't know if they'll win, but... They'll cover. Uh, six o'clock. This is in a very important game for, um, for Kevin Sumlin at Texas A and M. He is six and four. I'm sure he's going to handle playing, it very well. Playing five and five Ole Miss in Oxford. That game will be on ESPN two. Does Kevin Sumlin and the Aggies do they get a win at Ole? Miss? If they lose that one, and then he comes in and loses in Baton Rouge next week, he's done. I don't know. If, I think they've won it. Won in Oxford once. Yeah, with Manziel. 
I think they're going to lose. Ole Miss, that backup quarterback has played really well. The A&M's offense is terrible. And they're it, also Aggies. So it, they suck. Is Starkle the quarterback? I can't keep up. They keep changing quarterbacks. I don't even know, to be honest with you. Like, the, the last thing I want to do is watch A&M football. It's horrible, and also that <laughs> bitch of an ex-girlfriend went there, so I really don't like him now. Missouri is at Vanderbilt. That's a fun one to watch. Mizzou is a 9.5-point favorite. I think Mizzou covers that. Vandy's just... I can't find the line on the Illinois game on my site. This is pissing me off. Mm. I we'll need to, to bet on plus 41. But those are those are your picks uh, for this week. By the way, just to recap our picks from last week, we went uh, we we lost just about all of them. So, you know. Here's the thing though. Here's the good news. If you le- if you listen to my NBA picks this week, I've not lost yet and I've literally made one every single day. There you go. So you're on Pistons tonight. I'm on the Pistons, plus one at the Pacers. All right, let's grab a quick break. We'll come back again. Bottom of the hour, we're going to catch up with Ken Trahan, CrescentCitySports.com, and then our buddy Greg Bedard in the final segment of the show. Stay there. Chris Gordy now. Duncan Holder next at 10 on Sports 1280. New Orleans. Welcome back in. Chris Gordy's show on a Friday morning. Yeah, I was looking for Rocky Top, but I had to settle for Rocky Mountain Way. Honestly, Rocky Mountain's way better than Rocky Top. Nothing like going out into the good old Rocky Mountains. I've never been to the Smokies. I've been there. But uh, a lot of bears. A lot of bears in the Rocky Mountains. I've had a close encounter with a bear once. It's not not exciting. We stayed at a chalet in um, Gatlinburg. I had family a, that lived in Gat, that live in Gatlinburg. Actually. And there was a bear out in the driveway. Like, I've never been there. Digging in the garbage, and we had to wait till it left before That's we could leave. Exactly what happened to us. We were in, um, we were just outside of Colorado Springs at the time. I was twelve or eleven. I was eleven. It was before, uh, it was before it was it was two it was summer of two thousand one, and we were up there to play in a baseball tournament in Steamboat Springs. And uh, we walked out of this hotel because we drove all the way to Colorado Springs in the first day. It was like a 16-hour drive or whatever. And uh, we went out to go to the hot tub that night because, you know, it's cooler in the summer up there. And it's just us that were on the baseball team. We're at this motel, you know, and it's the doors are outside, so you got to walk down the way. And we turn the corner, and we literally walk right into a bear in, that is on its hind legs going to a dumpster. Mm. And at that point, my brother who was two years younger than me, so he was nine. Scream? Or actually, he was eight. Scream like a girl? No, he peed his pants. Oh, I'm not kidding. Well. He ran and peed his pants. <laughs> it happened. He wet himself. And I never let him down on that. We all backed away. I don't know how me, of all people, stayed calm, but we just backed away. And then we watched the uh, from the inside, and then they came and like ran it off of the truck. It was awesome. <laughs> well, it, it, we played Rocky Mountain Way instead of Rocky Top. I meant to play, play Rocky Top because that suits ten, uh, LSU's playing this week. And you know what, Michael? I feel pretty good. You know why I feel good? Because Ogeron said Tuesday was an outstanding practice. Tuesday was our second most productive practice as far as energy and output of the season. So I was uh, very pleased with that. These guys are uh, working hard and believe in what we're doing. We still have some things to correct. We made some mistakes, obviously, but uh, during the week, that's why we practice. What? Uh, it took you that long of the season to have that great of a practice? My que- my follow-up question would be, what was the most productive practice if Tuesday was your second most of the season? I hope it wasn't. I think the energy, the belief, uh, the way we're playing, setting the standard to build a championship program. I was very impressed with that practice. And, and uh, actually, the highest uh, output we had was the Tuesday before Auburn. And uh, this was higher than some other games. So I was really pleased that they practiced that well. So... 
So it's going to be a repeat of Auburn. They're going to fall behind 21-0, and then they're going to come back and steamroll Tennessee in the second half. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's funny. I, practice is practice, but I always think it's funny when they put it. I mean, we had a phenomenal – it was outstanding practice. Like, I'm okay, with you there. Well, yeah, it's always uh, – How was Wednesday? Oh, Wednesday sucked. Wednesday yeah. was terrible practice. <laughs> like, Wednesday, so, we went out there. Just have ready to go for Tennessee. Although it looks like Arden Key's not going to play – We'll see. This could be. This might be Darius Geis' last game. He may have the the un, the uh, unsuspecting injury next week against A and M. Where I bet he, he plays play. against A M. Just the ball game he sits. Oh out. well, look at what he did last. He put up put up two hundred plus against them last year. I bet he's. I bet he'll do the same thing this year. Uh, yeah, I bet so too. Uh, easy. Darius when, when Leonard Fournette had the quote unquote injury. <laughs> love so, those. Love those injuries. Yeah. Look, you get a high draft prospect. And they're and they're staring down the hole of being a being a top five, top ten, top fifteen draft pick. They're starting to go, Ugh. gotta get that money. Hey, look, we're not playing for a title this year. I may not want to play in these last couple games. And I just understand. saying, I understand. Just that. saying. All right, let's grab our uh, let's grab a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk with our buddy uh, Ken Trahan, CrescentCitySports.com. Get the latest on the prep scene as playoffs roll on here in the Crescent City. Stay there. Your home for home team talk. Sports 1280, New Orleans. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You gotta have something if you want to be with me. Welcome back in. Chris Gordy show here on a Friday. Every Friday right about this time, we catch up with our buddy Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com. Ken, good morning. How are you, sir? Hey, Chris. Doing fine. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, here we are, second week into the playoffs here in the uh, in the New Orleans area, and a lot of interesting games going on this weekend. So let's just start with uh, which one's got your eye the most. Well, there's several. I mean, obviously, the game that we have at PrestonCitySports.com tonight's a pretty good one. We basically have one of the best games around the state this evening, and that is Washtenaw Parish at Covington. Uh, Washtenaw Parish is the 15th seed in 5A, but they are vastly underseeded. All you need to do is look at uh, who they've played and their results. I lost to West Monroe by one point. That should tell you something. And, of course, from the standpoint of Covington, they're undefeated. So I think Washtenaw Parish has played the tough overall schedule, but I think Covington is battle-tested, and they are a, an experienced team. When you look at their quarterback, Josh Alfaro, a senior, running back, Devin Bumfield, a senior, their wide receiver, Keyshawn Baptiste. Washtenaw Parish runs the football, runs it well. They're Tell you what, Dave. Let's uh, let's try to reconnect with uh, with Ken here. Just having some phone issues uh, there. Um, again, as you mentioned, uh, Washita Parish and Covington is uh, one of the big games going on tonight. Um, you know, uh, there's going to be a, a couple of just really really tough games. St. Paul's and it was going at John Curtis. Uh, Rumble's up there at Evangel. So some some really difficult games for some of the schools in the area. Uh, I'll see if we can connect here with uh, Ken. Get a better. Uh, better connection but again crescentcitysports.com is the website got the most comprehensive scoreboard in all of uh prep sports in the in the state of louisiana so you can go there you can look at all the scores from across the state or even filter it down just to the new orleans area and get some of just the uh the scores around the uh with the new orleans schools like we said uh st paul's is at curtis uh rumbles at evangel st aug is at catholic up there in baton rouge uh brother martin actually they got a win last week so they'll be at scotlandville and uh, a couple of good good games uh, to take place still going on uh, this weekend. 
uh, Hanville at Rustin, Landry Walker is at Acadiana. So some really good matchups going on this weekend. Again, you can get all the scores at CrescentCitySports.com. Let's see if we can reconnect with Ken here. Ken, you with us? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, that, that's much better. So you were saying Washington and Covington yeah, is a really I, good one? Washington Parish at Covington, great matchup. I mean, again, Washington Parish is underseeded. They're 15, but they're better than that. They played a very tough schedule, lost to West Monroe by one point. They're physical. They've run the football. Covington's experienced. They've got seniors who are terrific players, a quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. So to me, this is a, a really tight matchup. Could be a toss-up. We'll have it live at CrescentCitySports.com. One of the ones you just mentioned is the marquee matchup in the state, and that's Landry Walker, the defending 5A state champion out of Kadiana. Two behemoth programs, and this should be a game played in the Dome. Instead, it's being played in the second round, and that's all because Landry Walker got the 14 seed. Speaking of vastly underseeded, I picked him to win it all. They didn't play well last week, though, against Walker, and Acadiana's really good at home under Ted Davidson, so that's another delicious matchup uh, that I'll be watching tonight. Brother Martin at Scotlandville, it's a rematch of last year's Semi-final game at Scotlandville. Two-point conversion fail for Brother Martin. Scotlandville won an advanced rematch game. Brother Martin's not nearly as talented as last year. They've been more of a team overall. Scotlandville doesn't have Levi Lewis, but they're still very good. And only a one-loss team, Calvin Joseph, big-time player on defense. So that, to me, is another one of the matchups that I think is intriguing. Riverside at Dunham in Division Three. Dunham's got Mike Williams, the mammoth quarterback. They've got Derek Stingley, a broken player. Riverside's got Jordan Loving. They've got three great receivers and an Arkansas-committed running back and Jeremy Gibson. So, to me, that's another one uh, to watch tonight that I think will be excellent. And then McDonough, 35, and Neville in foray is another really good game. 35, Lejean Howard, the Nichols commit. Lawrence Keyes, really good receiver. Joe Fouché, outstanding safety. And, of course, Neville's Neville. You know, they're not as overall talented as they've been in recent years, but they're still Neville. And they're at home at Bill Ruppel Stadium where they don't lose. So, That'll be quite a test, long trip for 35. So those, to me, are some of the better games to watch for tonight. I know there's some, uh, on paper, you would look and say, these are probably some going to be some lopsided matchups, but any chance of some upsets when we talk about Rummel at Evangel or St. Paul's at Curtis or maybe even St. Augustine Catholic? Well, St. Augustine Catholic would be the most likely there. Catholic's a good football team, but they're a young team. They're probably a year away, at least they thought that way, but they performed extremely well. Patrick Mensah is a really good player for them. Uh, they've gotten the running game going. Uh, they're a sound, well-coached football team. They love trick plays. The St. Aug is really good up front. And in the playoffs, when you're good up front, you go deep. And they're good on both sides of the ball up front. For St. Aug, their front led by Dante Carter defensively is dynamite. Chris Confidant, their linebacker, is brilliant. Juan Manjaras, the two-lane commit, is outstanding. Offensively, Josh White makes plays with his feet at quarterback. Garland LaFrance is a Division One committed running back. Uh, so, to me, I think of the, that bunch – St. Aug has the best chance. I mean, I don't just count St. Paul's. they got to cross the, the lake to play at the Shrine on Airline, but John Curtis is well-rested, and they're John Curtis. Now, Rummel, I don't think, has any chance at advantage. Rummel's got seven starters out, and they lost their best player, Jamar Chase, for the season last week with a knee injury uh, at uh, Bird after he made his ninth catch and his third touchdown catch of the game. So, uh, so I don't think there's any chance there for the Raiders. Uh, do you think De La Salle, uh takes care of Hannon and keeps rolling? Yeah, I've got that game on radio in the New Orleans market tonight. They are, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt Doacell takes care of business. Archbishop Hannon, very well coached. Scott Watney does a great job. Chris Rappensteiner is a brilliant student athlete, and I stress student athlete. He's got a great ACT, wonderful, smart player, a quarterback. They've got some size up front. You're the Hawks. But they're playing a lot of guys both ways, Chris. 
and De La Salle does not do that. And De La Salle is big, strong, fast, and well-coached. Uh, they're dynamite, so I don't see any way that the Hawks can beat the Cavaliers tonight. Well, it's going to be another fun weekend of uh, prep football, and uh, we'll start to we'll, lim- we'll we'll get down to the big boys after this week, uh, Ken. We'll start to see uh, who who's in and and who's uh, ending their season after this weekend, and uh, it's certainly going to be fun. You can check out all the action CrescentCitySports.com. Again, like Ken told you, you got the scoreboard right there. Uh, a quick thought on the uh, on the Saints this weekend, Ken. A really tough test in the Redskins. Kirk Cousins can throw the ball a lot, and uh, we talked about it earlier. This is the first really tough quarterback the Saints are going to face in, in over a month. That's right. Cousins is very good. And the Saints have had trouble against Washington under Sean Payton. They've lost all but you know one game against them in the last five they played and got swamped the last time they played them. So, again, sometimes the matchup, right? But the Saints are at home. They're favored. And this is a different Saints team. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. They run the ball and they play defense. And they still have Drew Brees, oh, by the way. So, <laughs> uh, I like their chances at home. I mean, bottom line is you – you know, you'd love to be healthier, but everybody's got injuries this time of the year. You don't like seeing Cam Jordan, you know, with an injury issue as of yesterday. That bothers you a bit. You don't have Vaccaro. Uh, he probably won't play. You probably won't have A.J. Klein. But, again, that's been the story of the season. This team has been built for the long run because they have depth. Every time they lose a guy, somebody else steps up and plays well. And that's been the case again with these guys. Von Bella stepped in, played brilliantly for Vaccaro. Manti Teo stepped in, played well for Klein when he got hurt last week. Offensive line's been a shuffle all year long. They were dominating last week. And, of course, we've seen the same thing happen at, at the defensive back position with other injuries at corner, Delvin Romos notably. So uh, they've had a situation this year where they've had to call on people. Anzalone got hurt. Greg Robertson steps in. You don't miss a beat. That's the sign of a really good football team. And I think the New Orleans Saints are a really good football team. You can maybe count on one hand in recent years how many times the Saints have won the the award for ground player of the game, but to have to win it two consecutive weeks with two different guys, I mean, I, I got to think that's never happened. No, and the thing that really got my attention last week was, you know, everybody focused on Ingram and Kamara, and rightfully so, they were terrific. But the blocking was incredible. And Larry Warford graded out number one in the entire NFL offensive line last week. Now, keep in mind, the guy missed lineman in the league last week and by the way ryan ramchek's a stud this guy's going to be really good he already is max unger's been tremendous great leader calls the signals he's been really good andrew speed's better at guard the tackle but he's playing wherever they needed him and of course teron armstead playing injured has played well but what really got my attention was the blocking of their wide receivers and tight ends if you want to see a good running game you always watch for the blocking of wide receivers and tight ends if those guys have the attitude to want to do it, chances are you're going to run it well. When they had Derek Anderson and Robert Meacham, those guys were beasts blocking in the run. And I now from receivers who want to block, and that makes a huge difference. It's an attitude thing. I think this team has clearly got the right attitude. He is Ken Trahan. CrescentCitySports.com is the website. Again, you want to go to the scoreboard, keep it locked right there all night long and all weekend long with all the prep scores coming in there. Ken, thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. Chris, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We'll talk again next week. Ken Trahan, CrescentCitySports.com. That's where you want to go to get all your uh, prep scores tonight and uh, throughout the weekend. And playoff picture gets a little bit clearer as we head into next week. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk with our buddy Greg Bedard after this right here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Back to the Chris Gordy Show on what, Sports 1280 what, New Orleans. What, 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 what. Welcome back in Chris Gordy Show. What, 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 what? 
on I a, hate this song. On a Friday. <laughs> I just why like are you the message. It? I, cause it, it, this, is, this is one of those songs that you hear and you have to sing it, right? Well, then, at least but, you're, what, what, but you're complaining. I just like to complain sometimes. This is one of those days where one, you know, I'm, I'm just... It's Friday. Yeah, there's there's still a little bit of nervous energy for the Saints on Sunday, even though I expect them to win. It wouldn't surprise me if the Redskins give them an L, but then that makes it even more important. You go, you got to go on their own. I want the it for, for Dave because he's apparently going to get to shave. Was it? Is it Larry that did yep, the bet? Larry. Okay. Yep. See, I was going to say Jeff, but I, I, you know, well, Jeff's are Jeff's not shaving his head. Why not? Larry's got the full locks. Yeah, the, he's got the bro, the bro haircut. It's you know? frat-tastic, as frat-tastic. he calls it. Frat-tastic. Yeah. Frat-tastic. You got to get the, the Bama frat. What do they call it? The, the Bama bangs. The, the Bama bangs. That's it. <laughs> he's yep. got it the all. Bama, the Bama bangs. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get Greg Bedard y'all, here. Y'all ever had Bama bangs? No. Yeah. We'll get uh, well, Dave's probably. It's been a long time since you've had hair, right, Dave? Yeah, it's been a while. But it, it, in high school, though, I, you know, at Brother Martin, you know, I, I had my bangs all the way way past my chin, and I'd slick it all back because you know oh, we, we we had to have really short hair, so we'd yeah. slick it back and put on a hair helmet. Well, stick it to the man. Yeah, stick it to the, take that. <laughs> I let my hair grow one time for my aunt. Bet me that I could not make it, and it was some random bet. You're like, a gin- gingers can't have long hair. Well, I did at one point in my life. She she said, if you don't cut your hair for the next eight months, how she came up with eight months? We were on a plane going somewhere. She was like, if you do that, I'll give you a thousand dollars. And I was like, okay, deal. <laughs> and I did it, and then I used that money to go buy golf clubs. Well, we're going to talk with our buddy Greg Bedard here in just a couple minutes, but I want to mention real quick, the Pelicans are back in action tonight. They're up in Denver, the thin air of Denver, Colorado, and uh, 9.30 tip here locally, central time. Game will be on ESPN, so if you're out at the bars or doing whatever you're doing tonight, 9.30 tonight. It's on Fox Sports Null as well. They just tweeted, the, tweeted that out. Literally yeah, I know. I'm just it's national, but it's ago. national television if you want to watch the yeah. That Denver broadcast. team is uh, interesting, and they've been pretty good. They've got some talent. It should be a fun, fast-paced basketball game, so tune that one in. Who is it? Jokic? Is that the one that they have? Yeah, Jokic. I get my big... my Saint Paul Millsap. My they international some, big men, I get them confused. Yeah, from. He's legit, man. He is a He's the real deal. Who's the one with the Clippers? Bellinelli? No. Uh, no. Uh, Gallinari? Gallinari's the clipper. Yeah, Jokic, he, was a, he was a nugget. And then who's the the Blazers? Uh, Nurkic. Nurkic. Nurkic, Jokic, Jokic. And then you got Valanchunas in Orlando. And uh, what's, the one, what's the one in Toronto? That's Valanchunas. No, well, then what's the one in Orlando? <laughs> it's also with a V. <laughs> Vucevic. Vucevic. Or maybe we get... <laughs> They're all the same guy. Like... Eastern European. Tall, I mean, lanky. Yeah. Bunch of smelly, <laughs> trashy Euros. Hey. So, there you go. If you want to watch the Nuggets and the uh, and the Pellies, they'll be on tonight at 9.30 tip. And Pelicans looking to bounce back from that uh, tough loss the other night to Toronto. And then the road, hey, it's okay. The road gets easier from here. You get the Thunder and the Spurs up next. So, no big deal. Eh, I ain't, I ain't scared. Bring them on. Yeah. We're going to talk with our buddy Greg Bedard here in just a minute, who was apparently... By the way, did you see the NBA games last night? No, well, I saw some of the Rockets game. They put that up was, 90 points at halftime. That was one of the most insane halves of basketball I've ever seen in my life. That's crazy. It was good basketball, though. It was entertaining, even though it was stupid. They finished 142 points. Well, we're going to talk with our buddy uh, Greg Bedard here in just a second. Who? How about a big win for the uh, Celtics last night in Keep Boston? Keep rolling, man. 14 straight. Beat the Warriors 92-88 to and uh, 
hey, the Warriors take a loss and the Rockets with a win. The Rockets have the best record in the West. Yeah. Ahead of Golden State. Who saw that coming at this uh, point? Nobody. But how many is how many are in a row is that for Boston? Fourteen. Now? They lost the first two and they've won fourteen straight sets. That is unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. They are going to be a machine. Uh they're gonna be a machine this year, clearly. I mean, early on they're they're obviously the best team in the, I in the East. I haven't watched them a but whole lot, are, but they're balanced, right? Like they're, they're very balanced. It's not like it's just Kyrie it's, or Horford. Like they're all and doing that was it. the thing I think a lot of people worried about because they dumped, obviously, quite a bit in that deal to get Kyrie. I mean, they gave up. Everybody loved Jay Crowder. I think he was a huge rotational piece, a really good defender and a good three-point shooter. And they obviously gave up Isaiah Thompson. But they it was a little bit of a concern of who's going to be the guys. And then, obviously, when you lose Gordon Hayward like that, but – so far, uh, Jason Tatum's been fantastic for them, 14 points a game. Uh, they're getting some good, and Jalen Brown, about 15 points a game. They've, Al Horford looks like a human being again. He's alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been, uh, I mean, he's always he's been a, 15 and 9. He's always been a decent re- rebounder, but last year the rebounds kind of fell off, and he just kind of, he wasn't the, the same player anymore. But yeah, it looks like he's bounced back and playing a little bit better now. But man, Boston Celtics, they are on a, how about, Brad Stevens is going to be the new Popovich. Like, Popovich is going to hang it up. Well, he's got to win some titles before you give him that title. I'm just saying, title. like, watch Brad Stevens be the guy for, like, the next two decades to I just know, I be the man. I completely see that. And he's he's a good coach, man. He it really, really is. Good. It really is. I mean, I mean, he was a good college coach, but some guys, they don't transition well to the to the NBA, but Brad Stevens has been, been nothing short of impressive. He's though. only 41. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got a long way to go. All right, join us now. Our buddy Greg Bedard from Boston Sports Journal. A little bit of a late night last night for him, so we'll, we'll get him in a little bit later. But, Greg, we were just touching on your your Celtics team that you got to cover. A big win last night over the Golden State Warriors, albeit only shooting 7 of 32 from 3. Come on. That's what you shoot, Chris, when you go out there. <laughs> if he's lucky. Around on the half court. That's you being money in the bank. Yep. Yep. No, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's it impressive, awesome. man. I mean, I still don't know exactly what happened. Like, <laughs> you know, they're down 17, and Kyrie Irving is nowhere to be found as, like, five points, and then four minutes later, by the start of the fourth quarter, they're tied. Like, I don't, you know. But, you know, to me, I'm watching it, and I'm like, see, this is why I don't watch the NBA very much, because... You know, my feeling has always been every game ends up tied going in the fourth quarter. It feels like that. And then that one ended up, I mean, that was just ridiculous. <laughs> 19-0 run to get the tide to going in the fourth quarter. Like, okay. You should have watched the game after the Rockets put up 90 in the first half on Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Did they Boston, really? Boston yeah. finishes with 92. The, the Rockets had 90 at halftime. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> Well, let's talk a little about the sport that uh, that you uh, like to cover, the NFL. Um, uh, look, I mean, is is no much, not much more we could say about the Saints team other than every week it's hey, just another win. And this week they did it in a beat down of a fashion up there in Buffalo, a place where Buffalo rarely loses, and that was an impressive win for the Saints. Yeah, they completely dominated. They they're at the point now where they can just basically do anything they want on both sides of the ball as far as, you know, running the football, being efficient in the passing game, stopping the run, getting a pass rush, you know, good good secondary. I mean, you know, the, the, the Saints are starting to become a problem for, you know, other teams in this league. I mean, it's the, now, now the buzz around the league is, okay, 
well, how are we going to stop these guys, or how are we going to move the ball on them? Where, I mean, you know, look, seven, eight weeks ago, we're like, all right, you know, who's who's available in the top five of the draft? <laughs> so, um, you know, a lot of credit to um, to Sean Payton, obviously, and you know, Mickey Loomis, and I see Jeff Ireland's getting a lot of love, and uh, you know, now they're bringing in Mike Westoff. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite people in the game. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it when, when Sean Payton was talking about bringing him in. He said, "I felt like we needed help on special teams," and I'm going, "Well, Will Lutz is making most of his field goals. Uh, Thomas Morissette's punting well, but then you look at the numbers and realize their kickoff return unit ranks 28th. Uh, the punt return ranks 30th. I mean, they're 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 doing all this, Greg, with bad field position and still getting it done. So pretty impressive." It- yeah, hidden yardage. I mean that you know that that stuff becomes even more valuable, more important as uh, as the games as we get deeper here in, in the in the season. And um, you know, I think it was a really smart move by Sean um, to be proactive. I mean, I just I just covered a Patriots Broncos game where the Broncos were just you know god awful um, on special teams. And, you know, why is that? Well, they have a rookie uh, special teams coordinator. He's never done it before. And this is on top of uh, a first-year head coach, a first-year defensive coordinator. I mean, is there any wonder why the Broncos aren't doing so hot? So, you know, I give um, Peyton a lot of credit for making this move. It's very smart. It's forward-thinking. Um, Westoff is tremendous to have around. I covered him with the Dolphins. Uh, I've known him for years. Uh, he's definitely going to help. We've got just about two minutes left here, Greg. Uh, Washington, obviously this will be the toughest quarterback the Saints have faced in, in several weeks. I mean, facing the Trubiskys and the Winstons and the Tyrod Taylors. Kirk Cousins is a legit quarterback. But uh, you, you get him at home, you get him here in the Superdome, and obviously the Saints defense is playing lights out in, in recent weeks. Um, but a good test for the Saints to fa- face a Kirk Cousins. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Kirk Cousins, he's very streaky. If he gets on a roll, he's a big problem. And, you know, Jay Gruden knows how to attack a defense. Uh, he, he's going to show you a little bit where maybe some of your weaknesses are. So, um, you know, you don't sleep on the Redskins. Um, you know, they have a legitimate chance to go in there and come out with a victory. And, and I expect a pretty good game. Yeah, it should be a good one. And then after this, obviously, the big showdown next week with the Rams out in Los Angeles. It'd be great if the Saints roll into that one on an eight-game win streak. Uh, I guess just a, a quick thought on the rest of this division. I mean, it seems like Carolina has bounced back, and they're looking pretty good. The Falcons have won a couple in a row now, and it looks like the Saints, as much as you like to celebrate, hey, we've won seven in a row, we're going to run away with the division, uh, they got some teams still nipping at their heels. Yeah, it's never over. I mean, you know, Panthers are starting to play much better ball. The Falcons... Uh, you know, who knows? We're going to have to see more whether they can sustain that or not. But, um, yeah, I mean, at least, you know, at least this division t- uh, title isn't over now. It is going to be a battle. So people should get ready for that. He is Greg Bedard, Bedard BostonSportsJournal.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at Greg A. Bedard. Greg, thanks for the time, man. Thanks for uh, waking up a little bit early for us. We appreciate it, man. Sounds good. See you guys. All right, bud. Talk to you again next week. Greg Bedard there, BostonSportsJournal.com. Michael, a minute left to go. Saints, easy winners. I've already, I've gone ahead and changed my mind. I'm not worried. LSU and the Volunteers, anything to worry about there? Nope, not one bit. Another easy win. Man, uh, we're getting used big, to... Big, big weekend. We're getting used to these weekends of just the Saints and LSU winning, right? Yep.
It's nice. It's happening a lot. I'm expecting it. Appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us this weekend. That's it. Larry, uh, Jeff. How many days are we here next week? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm only going to be here Monday, Oh, no, we're only here Monday, Tuesday, right? Yeah, Monday, Tuesday. I was going to say, I can't be here Wednesday. Damn. Three-day week. Woo! Two-day week. we got to squeeze it all in next I'm going to show up naked both days on Monday. Mm -hmm. Please don't. All right. Duncan Holder coming up next here on Sports 1280. Don't go anywhere.